everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're joined by Jolene Jansen, who is the master at threads <laughs> and she has her own business and has just moved from South Africa a few years ago into Australia. So today we're going to be chatting through some challenges um, as a part of that journey, moving from South Africa to Australia and setting up her own business. She's also a mum to two amazing little kids. And so I'm sure you'll chuck that in there, Jolene, but why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do and where you come from. Hi, Christy. It's such an honor to be with you today. Um, thank you for having me. So I'm Jolene Jansen, and I am from South Africa, as Christy mentioned. Um, we moved here in January 2016, which is, I can't believe it, already five and a half years ago. Uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey. Um, I've got two little kids, as you said. Daniel is now almost seven. Eliza is almost three, and then I'm married to Cornet, and that's us. I'm going to love listening back to this because I love South African accents, so <laughs> this is good. Um, tell me a little bit more about your journey to Australia. So what was the reason for your immigration? How long did it take for you to settle in, if you do feel settled now? And also, you recently became Australian citizens, which is so exciting. And tell us maybe a little bit about that process as well. All right. Uh, so... Going way back, I remember being in high school and telling my parents, you know, I want to live in Australia. And to be honest, thinking back to that time now, I don't, I don't even know why I said that. It's not as if I've ever been here um, at that time. So I just always wanted to come here. And um, when Cornet and I got married in 2012, I told him, uh, um, let's go to Australia. Um, and he wasn't really too keen like he yeah. sort of started the process with me and you know starting to tick all the boxes of what we need to do for the immigration process but he was just not 100% in it and yeah um then I felt pregnant and that's when the whole process just stalled yeah and we were like okay that's not gonna happen and Daniel was six weeks old when Grenay walked in into the house one day from work and he told me that's it we're immigrating. And I was wow. like, where are you coming from? I am still getting <laughs> used to being a mother. And now you're doing this. Yeah. And Christy, you wouldn't believe this, but I think it was, I need to now be exact. It was 13, 14 months after that day. Yeah. We were in Australia. Oh, wow. So to the day it, even. Yeah, almost. And it was just, it just happened so smoothly from there. And, um, yeah, so long story short, we arrived in January 2016 and we felt at home. I definitely felt at home right from the start. We came on permanent residency visas and um, we felt welcomed and we just felt like the Australians, in my opinion, are such warm people and um, yeah, it's just such a good experience for us and for me I was like yeah it will be great to become a citizen um, which takes four to five years but this is home now this is our home now and but then a couple of weeks ago we had our citizenship ceremony and it was so good like it was just such an amazing feeling so we are just so blessed to be here um, Daniel doesn't really know anything else he is yeah. um, he's been here since 18 months old and um Yes, loving it. Yeah, that's awesome. There's um one funny thing that I loved hearing about the actual citizenship ceremony, and that was when you say the oath 
Uh, obviously, during COVID times, you had to wear masks. And apparently, someone came around and asked you to remove your mask so that they could check you actually saying the oath. Yes. Yeah, so what happened with us, it's, we had our ceremony when this, when this wave just started. Thank yeah. you. Because yeah. I just didn't want the, the ceremony to be moved. So literally a few days before the strict lockdown, we had our ceremony and we had to wear masks. And there were people walking um, through us, in between us to check from very closely if our masks <laughs> are moving make sure that we are actually saying that. It was oh, that's so, so funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. I have, I always wanted to sit the citizenship test. Obviously, I'm full Australian. I've never lived anywhere else. So a lot of people tell me, well, it's common knowledge, I think, that the citizenship test is actually really hard for real, like, full Australians to pass. And they've they've done it like a few times different media outlets and things they've done it as like a fun segment they've had full Australians who've only ever lived in Australia sit the citizenship test and almost none of them pass like they it's hard to pass (laughs) so I think it's pretty funny it's I didn't we didn't study study um it was just that common bond that we had to read through a few times and there are some apps that you can practice on yeah so well we did quite well but yeah I've heard the story of Australians not <laughs> passing their own citizenship it's really funny actually <laughs> you think about it um no that's awesome what a great story and I'm so glad you moved here because you Jolene does all of our work uniforms for my business all sorts sorted and you, I just came across you in a Facebook page one day and now I know what what a small world it is. You know, a few of my friends from school through their parents who are South African, but also come to know that basically anyone that's South African knows anyone else that's South African in the Hills <laughs> area, uh, very tight knit community, which is really cool. And yeah, so tell us a little bit more about your business. So obviously I just hinted to the fact that you, um, des- or not designed, but you put together work uniforms, but tell us a little bit more about what you do, how long you've been doing it for, and maybe how did you actually learn the skills that you use? Yeah, so so Christy, that's actually an interesting question because I haven't always I haven't done this for a very long time. So yeah, I have um I actually have got a BSc degree and in and then BCom in risk management. And I work mostly in um banking risk management in South Africa for almost 10 years yeah. um, before we moved here. And when we made the move, we decided that I'm just gonna, you know, take some time off to get the family and especially Daniel settled in to the new country. And after about six months, you know, for me, it felt like holiday because I've been working work long hours and, and it was, I had a full on career in South Africa. And so for me, it was big holiday time. And after about six, seven months, I was just getting so bored. And then I honestly, if people ask me, I don't know why it's just embroidery, but I decided to buy myself an embroidery machine. And I think it was something that I've always wanted to do was to create things. And I realized, look, I've got the time now and I can make things for my children and along those lines. So that's why I just bought the machine then and, you know, made baby gifts and towels and those types of things. I taught myself basically and YouTube, of course. (laughs) We love YouTube. A couple of months into my little hobby business, people started to ask me, for business wear so they would say to me um we've got shirts um that we can bring to you will you be able to put 
our logo on it. And I was so clueless at the time. I was like, okay, how do I embroider a logo? And then I had to start doing that research and it just snowballed. And um, I can actually see God's hand in it because I was a young mother and we were all also um, then planning on getting another baby. And it just, instead of just booming all at once, it was very gradual, which is actually yeah. so good. And um, yes, fast forward to now, um, now, most of my business is actually, I also now supply some brands of business wear and clothing and uniforms. And then I also started doing printing as well. So yeah. I do um, the printing and the embroidery, mostly yeah, for businesses. Awesome. Here and there, I'll do like custom shirts for people or towels, or but it's 90% business wear. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It's really cool interviewing people who are self-made completely and you've found something that you think you'd enjoy and you just taught yourself from start to finish and now you have a business that functions and is working. And obviously at the moment we're in lockdown um, here in Sydney. So how has that affected you? Has has it increased your business, decreased your business? Um, obviously you're a mum as well, so you're dealing with homeschooling challenges. What's it like right now at the moment for you? Right now, at the moment, it's quite a juggle. Um, last year, compared to last year, that's actually when my business boomed. Um, yeah. Ironically, when COVID started, my business started to boom. And um, this time, more or less, there's a little bit of a decline. But at the moment, I'm not really complaining about it that much because I've got a year one boy yeah. that I'm homeschooling. And that's, um, that does take a couple of hours out of my day. So um, it, it is a massive juggle. I get up in the early hours of the morning to, to get most of my work of the day done so that I can focus on, on the homeschooling aspects in the morning. And then yeah. after when my little one sleeps, has her nap, then I can, can work a bit again. So it, it is a juggle, but um, it's doable. <laughs> yeah, cool. So you're going good. That's good to hear. You touched on it a little bit before, but maybe go into a little bit more depth um, around the original inspiration behind your business or even your move to Australia. So maybe pick one of the two or both if you've got an answer to both. But what do you think was the original moment or story, person, series of events that led to you being inspired to start your own business or to move to Australia? So the move to Australia was mainly inspired by our desire to give provide a, a good future for our children yeah and a safe environment to raise them in so that was our, our main inspiration and what we got from that and when what we got from our move here was actually so much more because it it was better for us as well yeah so we know for a fact it's it was the, the right thing and the best thing to do for the kids but it was such a good thing to do for us as their parents and and adults as well so um move to australia definitely focused around the kids but in terms of the business um you know i had the option of actually continuing my banking career in australia but we just decided we did this for the kids so in putting that forward and taking that forward we were like how about i start my own business and I get 
to be my own boss, manage my own time, and then yep. get to spend more time with him. Yeah. Cool. And yes, it is a juggle. It is. I, I don't really like the word balance, but there's a balance. There has to be a balance in everything. And um, sometimes it's a big challenge to have that balance. But I'm I'm glad I made this decision to to start the business and to do it this way because yes I do get to take afternoons off or to manage my own time and yes it's hard sometimes I need to get up at four in the morning because I want to do certain things with my children during the day but I get to do it that way yeah um, whereas if I was working in the city full-time at a bank it would have been so so different so so that, that's basically my inspiration for both yeah no that's awesome and it's just you at the moment in your business isn't it you don't have any staff or anything not yet no just have you thought about it I have um my my idea of the business previously has been to you know it's just going to be me and my little business and I just want to sort of manage it at at a level that I can manage it yeah by yourself time yes yeah then I saw an amazing business and life coach that sort of guided me and talked me through it and very gently helped me to sort of change my mind about it. And yeah. now I see the possibilities. And now I see that, you know what, it is possible to build this business, to get more staff on board, to to just make it bigger and, and still get to spend that time with my family and still get 100%. to have that flexibility yeah so um that's where we're heading I I believe (laughs) yeah that's cool I ask because I guess I want to share a little bit more about what the difference between business owner and entrepreneur is in my mind and touching on what you just said you know you're running your business by yourself so that means that you're wearing all of the different hats you're doing the accounts you're doing the sales you're doing the ordering you're doing the actual embroidery and printing running the machines you're taking care of customer service, you're doing everything. And if you brought on staff, then you could hand off some of those processes to them, which in turn would free up some of your time or you would be able to grow. So you would have someone who you might keep the same workload you're doing now, but have someone who can then double your workload and then therefore your business doubles. So the difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur in my mind is a business owner owns and operates the business themselves. So they wear all the hats and an entrepreneur thinks about a way that they can get away from the day-to-day running of the business and become like the creative director or in a way, the manager of people who do all the different roles. Right. So um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit because it's interesting watching people shift between the two. So right now, you're focused on building the building the business to a stage that you can manage it by yourself. And well, I mean, you were, you were thinking about just being able to manage it yourself. It's too much trouble bringing on someone, training them up and then have them leave a year later. Right. So there are challenges that come with having staff, of course, 100%. There's always challenges with people, anything with people, there's going to be a challenge. So Um, But touching, yeah, more on the entrepreneur side of things is when you have an idea and you bring it to action, but it doesn't actually necessarily revolve around you and you might bring it to life and you might control what happens with it. But if you were to sell it one day, it would still survive without you because you've built it not around yourself and how you run it day to day, but around people who like function as a team without you or could function without you. So, yeah, I think because I like this podcast being not just inspirational, but also practical. So there's 
one thing that I've learned the last few months or probably the last year is the difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur. So thinking about um, that might help some people who are thinking about the differences there and um, when people introduce themselves, especially on this podcast. So Jolene, I love asking this question to all of our guests and that is what is your end game at the moment? So you touched on it a little bit before that you are thinking about switching from business owner, uh, sole operator to having a team and to growing Master at Threads. But I like I like just getting it in your words. Where do you see yourself in the future? Where do you see Master at Threads in the future? Yes, Christy, definitely. As we said, I want to, to grow the business. Um, and now I see it as being a, a much bigger business in the next few years than, than it is at the moment. Yeah. Um, as you said, at the moment, I am number one priority being a mum to yeah. Daniel and Eliza. And um, soon I'll have both of them in school. And yes. then it yeah. frees up a bit of time for me. And it's going to, you know, just open up the time to just appoint people put the right processes in place and that will give me the option of actually stepping away from the business at times and it just continues to function. Yeah. So for now, that is that is how I see it in, a, in the next few years. Yeah, awesome. You touched on it a little bit earlier, but in your original inspiration, like you said, you wanted to move to Australia so you could create a safer environment and safer future for your children from moving from South Africa to Australia what does that mean to you? Does Australia have safer rules, safer laws, different government structure? What actually is the tangible differences that you see from South Africa to Australia at the moment? Life in Australia is safer. So when I think of safety for my children, I think of um, freedom. And, you know, when my children want to go to a park, when they're a little bit older, they're a little bit young to do that by themselves now. But yeah. I know that they'll be okay. And if they want to go ride their bikes down the streets or around the block, I know they'll be able to do that and they will be safe. Whereas, unfortunately, in South Africa at the moment, um, those things aren't really possible. So definitely just a much safer life for us here and for the kids. Um, ironically. Well, not ironically, because it wasn't about being unsafe, but last year in January, um, Daniel got lost on Nusa Beach and he was lost. Oh my gosh. I I can't remember. I think he was lost for about 30 minutes. And I remember I was holding it together quite well for about 20 minutes and I just burst out in tears. And I'm like, where is my son? Because we wired that way, you know, just really coming from a, dangerous unsafe place yeah my mind just went to say someone put him in a car and drove off or something and it was it was so stressful and I remember a a guy walking past me and he was in his 60s and he told me you know what it's going to be okay they're going to find him this is Noosa and he looked (laughs) why are you stressing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um yeah because everyone was looking for him and they were announcing it the lifesavers were announcing it and you know so I was like okay whew, that's true and uh, well obviously we prayed and we did all those things but you just get so worried and yeah obviously we found him and he was absolutely okay but then Where I was he? Realized, what was he you know, doing <laughs> he was so responsible he just oh, normally park in another spot that yeah. one day 
we parked at the main beach, whereas yeah. usually we parked down the boardwalk all the way a kilometer down the beach. And he was like, he forgot. And he literally just kept on walking. Aww. And I didn't see him. And um, yeah, he realized all the way at the other car park that we're not there. And then he um, saw a, a couple and he walked to them and he said to them, I can't find my mommy and daddy, please. Can you help me? Oh, no. <laughs> So that was good, thankfully. <laughs> That's right. I used to get lost in the shops all the time. And I'd walk up to the front and be like, I'm lost. Can you tell my mom to come to the front? And then <laughs> my mom was just over it every time. Why it is, is my so name stressful. over the loudspeaker again? <laughs> Can you just stay next to me? Stop running off. Oh, it's Love funny. it. <laughs> but, yeah, well, you, you grew up in South Africa your whole life, didn't you? Yes, yeah. Um, I was. We were thirty-two, I think, when we moved to yeah. Australia. So, had you ever even been on holidays to Australia? No. So oh my gosh. We, um, yes, we had. Well, Rene had his one-way flight yeah. to Australia, and um, I had myself and Daniel had to go back because. Because we had to go back up the house and get the container ready and everything yeah. for the move of all our furniture and everything. Gunai had to start work. So it was literally one way for him. For the two of us, Daniel and me, we um, we were five nights here just to activate our visas, flew yeah. back to South Africa, and then two months later we had our final flights. Yeah, wow. So your, your family that are back in South Africa now, are they all still in South Africa? Yes, yes, they're all still there. Yeah, wow. So growing up in South Africa, were things ever different to how they are now? So you mentioned, you know, going to the park alone or with your siblings was a dangerous thing or is a dangerous thing at the moment. When you were growing up in South Africa, was it the same for you or have things escalated? Things have definitely escalated. So I, you know, way back when I was a child, we would take our bicycles and, you know, go ride and do our thing yeah whereas look I haven't lived there for the last five years but I can't imagine allowing my kids to do that to be honest yes yes that's interesting you know what we hear in the media about South Africa is very different to most people's first-hand experiences and having met and been you know close family friends with a few South African families that have moved um it just the stories are crazy and I'm glad that you guys could you know, come to Australia and, and create a new life that's safer. And and it really makes me take for granted what I've had growing up and what I can bring up my own children in the future. Um, the environment that they'll be brought up in, just so different to what other countries face. And yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing that. I know that with some of your family still in South Africa, it's a little hard to, um, you know, kind of it's me and them and, and they're still there and, and I'm over here and created a new life for me. And I guess it must be hard as well. You haven't seen your family for a few years now because of COVID, right? Yes, yes. It's um, it's very hard. I think this is the longest time now in July, well, which is now past. It was the longest time that I haven't seen my parents forever. Wow. Which is to, so the last time I saw them was in July 2019 yeah. when they visited. And then, as we all know, COVID hit us um, a couple of months later. Uh, yeah. when, um, March 2020 January March around there yeah and yes yeah we are 
and yeah, and wow. that yeah uncertainty because you don't know when we'll yeah. be able to travel again without those quarantine rules and all those things exactly right exactly right my brother was supposed to get married september last year and i got moved to february this year then it got moved to october this year and now it's going to get moved again so that's three times they've moved it that's just ridiculous and who would have thought that we would be in this situation but anyway enough covid talk we don't we don't like yes, covid <laughs> no need to talk about it so one last question to finish us off today jolene and that is what's one piece of inspiration or wisdom that you'd leave for our listeners so christy for me um and it's been like it's been this one for a for most of my life it's in um, matthew 6 verse 33 in the bible um and it says so above all constantly see god's kingdom and his righteousness then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly and for me um that's yes that's a financial um thing but it's also it, it also boils down to daily living yeah. so yes giving financially to god first but also what i've seen in my day-to-day life is those days that I just get up literally in the morning and go on with life, those days seem to become crazy. And just those are such challenging days. Whereas where I start the day right and be still and just focus on God and those days are just better. It's as yeah. if things just fall in place. Yes, we all have challenges, but it's as if you just have that capability to just deal with things better. And yes, yeah, so it's God first. Um that's always been my motto. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much, Jolene. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day, especially homeschooling and running a business that makes you get up at 4am in the morning, which is crazy. (laughs) Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And I know that uh, I have a lot of listeners that will have loved this interview so much. So thanks again, Jolene. Thank you so much, Christy. Always nice chatting to you. No worries. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Why don't you give our Instagram page a follow and stay tuned for what's coming up next. Thanks, everyone.